So I'll be talking about two things today, um, and it's really answering the call of God in your life. Uh, and then I'll talk very specifically about gifts, because the Lord wants to release some gifts in the house. I'll spend some time talking about gifts, hallelujah. And we wonder, why is it necessary for us to really answer to God's call? Ask your neighbor, is it necessary? Is it necessary? You know, many of us hear God's, vo- God's call, but we just pretend like we have not heard it, like we are busy, <laughs> or feel like I'm not ready for this call. How many of us feel that way sometimes? When the Lord calls you and says, I want you to do this, you just feel like I'm not ready. The worst ones are those who just pretend like they're busy. So you're blue, the young people would say, you're blue-ticking God. Please don't blue-tick the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord needs, you need to respond to his, his WhatsApp messages. Hallelujah. I'm encouraging you to do that. Please do not do that. Or don't put voicemail. Just say, Lord, I'm busy. Call, call again later. That's what we do, right? Sometimes. I encourage you not to do that. So it's very necessary that you actually respond to God when he calls you to the house. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? Communication can only be established when you pick up that call. They can call you like, I mean, a million times, but as long as you don't pick that phone and say, hello, it's not going to work. Hallelujah. So I really want to encourage you strongly that when the Lord calls you, and especially this morning, respond to that call. Don't blue tick the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So make sure that you do that. So just just read from uh, Isaiah, because sometimes we say, well, the Lord knows everything. He knew me before I was was born, so why do I need to respond when he calls? So let's just read Isaiah. Sorry, Jeremiah 1 verse, uh, verse 5, Esther. Can you see? All right, let's do it, let's do it. Before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Amen, amen. Let's read Isaiah 6, verse uh, verse 8. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Mm. Whom shall I send, Mm. and who will go for us? Mm. Then I said, Here I am, send me. Amen. So yes, the Lord, the Lord knew Jeremiah before he was born, but you can see that he specifically calls, and I'll be talking about why the Lord actually calls us. Uh, and if you read that Isaiah, I would, I would encourage you to read so that you have the full context. Isaiah 6, the Bible says that he like, had sin in his life, and he was ready to consecrate himself. And then the Bible says that his tongue was touched with hot coal. So he was a man of, full of sin. But the Lord took him through. So what does the Lord require for us to actually answer his call? And there, there are a few things. One is you need to have a clean heart. That's what the Lord requires, like Isaiah did here. You need to be willing. These are very important words that you need to, to, to take heed of. You need to be obedient. And you need, you need to have a faithful heart. Those four things, if you don't take anything, those four things I want you to take away from today. You need to have a clean, willing, obedient, and faithful heart. 
those are enough ingredients to hear the voice of God. Hallelujah. And when the Lord calls us, He's not calling something that is outside. He's calling something that is within you. He's calling that gift. And that's why I, that's why I said at the end, I'll talk about gifting. He's calling out what is within, within you. Hallelujah. He's not asking for what is not there. He's calling you to respond to the things that He has put inside of you. Hallelujah. How do we answer God's call? There are a few practical things I want to share with you. We must be in God's presence. If you want to hear God's call, you must be in his presence. That's why I'm encouraging our online people to come and be in God's presence. It was wonderful this, this morning. Those praises, I felt like jumping out of my body. My soul was leaping with joy to hear that those drums. It was great to be in God's presence. So you need to be in God's presence. You need to be in the Word. You need to pray. You need to worship. Those are very important ingredients. I, I, I shared, I'll share with you a testimony. One, many years ago, I think 15 or 16 years now, I went to a friend's house to pray. We had like a fellowship, was a colleague. And in that house, the Lord spoke to me about sending me out of the country. And at that time, I just started building and so on. So I had to organize myself. This was the Lord sending us to Nigeria. When I was in his presence, I was able to hear his voice clearly. And then I started to shift things around without even understanding what I needed to do. I started to shift things around. I called the architects. I said, change this plan. It's not this house, this dream house that we had. We're going to change it in apartments. And then I went ahead to, to make those changes. If I was not in God's presence, it would have been a wasted investment. I'm talking about practical things. You know, sometimes when we hear God's, God's call, we think about the big spiritual things, even the things that you need for life. Hallelujah. So you need to be in his presence. I was in that house. We were praying. And then somebody spoke in my life about what was about to happen. And the Lord was very clear at that time. And I didn't understand. He says, you're going to leave this country. You're going to go out of the country and support some ministries. When I went, when I went, to, went to Nigeria, Esther was a full-time worship leader. Because the Lord was calling both of us to go to Nigeria. We served that house and strengthened that ministry. Look where we are today. We are in this house. We are serving and supporting the word that the Lord spoke many years ago. We are still fulfilling it today. So it's very important to hear the voice of God. Hallelujah. Number two, you must seek spiritual guidance from your pastors, our pastors, your leaders, your spiritual leaders. Speak when 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 you when you hear if you want to hear the call of God, you need to seek spiritual guidance from your pastors. Number three, you must consider things that come naturally to you. You know, there's this song that says, When he calls me, I'll answer. I'll be working for my Lord. I'll be working somewhere for my Do you guys know it? I know the young people will not know it. It's an old song. But you need to be doing something. You need to do things that come naturally to you. What are those things that come naturally to you? 
You need to start doing them. And in the process of doing that, the Lord will call you. Hallelujah. Especially the things that you're passionate about, including sports. If you're passionate about sports, the Lord has called that gifting. The Lord is the one who has put it in you. You know, sometimes we kind of relegate that and say, no, sports, it's not spiritual. That's a lie from the devil. Everything that, that we have, every gifting that we have comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. We must look for opportunities to serve, and this house grants that. I'm a living testimony of that. Look for opportunities to serve, and you grow. I've grown significantly in this church. In the gifting that the Lord has put in my life, I'm able to see things that I've not seen before. I'm able to hear things that I've not heard before because I availed myself to serve. Started as a connect group leader. The Lord has used me significantly and has grown me, has matured me in the house. Hallelujah. So you must be willing. You must start somewhere. Don't just say, no, I want first lightning to strike and then I'll, and then I'll respond. You're wasting your time. You need to get into practical things that are happening. Get, get, get going, and then the Lord will take you from there and mature you. Hallelujah. Are you, are you hearing me this morning? I'm strengthening you, but I'm also encouraging and, and, and uh, stirring the gifts within you. We must listen to our heart and the inner, inner witness and be open to unexpected things. When the Lord calls you, it's not a straight line. Because revelation comes in part. If you feel like it's just going to be very clear today, you know some people are like that. I want, it, I want to know what the Lord wants me to do step by step. You're deceiving yourself. That's not how God works. Number one is that the way the Lord has put us in this kind of setting is so that we can connect with one another. And each one of us has a specific part to play in unleashing that gift that the Lord has in you. Are you listening to me? So be open to the unexpected. Don't think that's just going to be a straight, straight line. Answering God's call is about knowing our purpose in life and responding to it. That's it. What's your purpose in life? Is to teach. Respond to it. What's your purpose in life? is to serve that bank, respond to it. Hallelujah. Answering God's call to serve his purpose. Answering his call is to serve his purpose in our environment. That's what it is. What, is the Lord's, what, is, what are the Lord's purposes for this earth? Serving that purpose is answering his call. Because he has called us to be in this earth. The Bible says the even the heavens belong to him, but the earth is given to the sons and daughters of men. So serving his purpose on earth is, 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 is answering his call. As long as you're serving the Lord, his purpose, taking care of orphans and widows, you're, you, you're answering the call. Hallelujah. Answering God's call means dying to self and coming alive to God's will and purpose. You have to get rid of yourself, selfishness. 
God's call always has a sense of purpose. God will not call you just for, the, I mean, for, for something that is not known. He will call you for a specific purpose. And I want you to think, just close your eyes for a minute and just think for a while. Ask yourself, what is God's, pur- what, what, what is God, God's purpose for me? There's a purpose for each call, and we must find who, who the Lord is sending you to. Is it your family? Just ask yourself. I want you to just close your eyes for a minute and ask the Lord, Lord, who are you sending me to? Is it my family? Is it my community? Is it my nation? Who are you sending me to? God is calling for volunteers, not experts, just like we saw in Isaiah. He equips those that he calls. So don't wait. I just want to encourage you. Don't wait. There are many examples of men, men of God in the Bible who gave excuses. They said, you know what? I can't speak Moses. I can't do it. But the Lord called them out. So if you're feeling like, I can't do it, I want to encourage you to strengthen it. Use that thing. What the Lord did with Moses is that says, what is it that you have in your hands? So it's very important that you bring that gift that you have in your hand into the Lord's hands. And you see miracle signs and wonders in your life. So do not be put away by thinking, no, I'm not adequate. It's not true. You have much more. Lord is looking for volunteers. And there are opportunities in this house to volunteer. There's no doubt. We're looking for volunteers. Uh, Sister Renata was talking about the children's church. How many are we now? Over 100, I think, combined, youth and children. We need volunteers there. The Lord needs you there. So you can't, there's no, you can't say that there's no opportunity for me to volunteer. It's not possible. In this house, it's not possible. For that vision, it's not possible. So there's opportunity for each one of us to, 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 to bring our gift and to be part of what the Lord is doing. So the Lord is really looking for volunteers. It doesn't matter your age. Uh, Esther, was, uh, Esther and uh, Aunt Charmaine, they were talking about the, the, the grandmother's hug, I think. They created something like that. Old women going and hugging as part of the, one of the ministries here and hugging the children. A number of those children are giving testimonies of how they've been impacted by those hugs. They are running looking for those goggles. Are they called goggles? Yeah, goggles or gogo. Yes. They are running and looking for them for that, that special, special. It's just a hug. Can you imagine that? Some of these children don't get that because they come from very disoriented families. When they come here and you give them that, it's just a hug. Look how simple that is. Or standing there and greeting someone and saying, welcome. And people give testimonies of the love that they experience when they come to this church. It's because of the people who stand on the door there. So you have a lot to give to the Lord. Don't don't underestimate what you can do in the Lord's presence. Are you encouraged to volunteer? From today onwards, tell yourself, tell your neighbor, it's time to volunteer in the house. Come on, tell them with conviction. Ask them if they are really volunteering. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Lord. Please understand that when you serve others with your God-given, God-given gifts, we are serving God's calling. That's what it is. When you sweep, when you work at the canteen or cafeteria there, you are serving the Lord with, uh, you, you're answering God's call by serving. So please make sure that you serve. Please, if you don't feel like there's a place for you to serve, come and see myself or the pastors. We are ready, you are ready to deploy you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So there's no excuse. Let's read First Peter uh, 4 verse 10. Esther. As each has received the gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Yes, so that varied grace is the God's calling in your heart, in your life. So use it to serve others. Don't keep it uh, to yourself. You know, we, I want to talk now about gifts. We've all received gifts. Um, some people say, no, I've not received the gift of God. The one gift that we've all received freely is the gift of internal life. So I just want to, if you're here and you've not received Christ in your life, I want to give you the, that opportunity to give your life to Christ, to receive that gift of, that gift of Christ. Please don't miss out. I don't want anyone leaving. At least everyone will leave this house, this room with a gift. And that is the gift of Christ. It's a free gift. That one everyone has. As long as you accept it, you receive that gift. So that's the first gift. That's the universal gift. As long as you come to the Lord, you have that gift of eternal life. We can read Romans 6, uh, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. So is there anyone in the room, just um, by show of hand, if you want to give your life to Christ? If you've not given your life to Christ, I want to give you this free gift so that you don't miss out. If, you, if you're that person, just you can put your hand up. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Come on, worship the Lord. The Lord is doing something significant this morning. Thank you, my brother. Receive the gift of Christ. We'll lead you to, to Christ. What we'll do is that you just go through this door. If you can, just uh, get up. Let's just encourage him as he gets up. Go to the pastor's lounge on the left. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Come on, celebrate with them. You have received the free gift of Christ. Hallelujah. And if you're still there and you have not received the gift, just get up and follow them. Hallelujah. Don't miss this gift. It's free of charge and it's for everyone. Thank you, Jesus, for saving a soul. Let's talk about gifts now. Number one is all good gifts come from God. So when God calls you, because he has gifts and good gifts, because the Bible says all good gifts come from above, respond. Hallelujah. Let's just read James 1, uh, 17. 
every good every good gift and every perfect gift is from above mm. coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change yeah. yes so every good gift when the lord calls you just respond it's a good gift it's from above don't doubt yourself just take it and um, and appropriate it hallelujah so there are different spiritual gifts, gifts of knowledge, wisdom, and we're going to, I just want you to start to think about it. Those are stirred by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that as long as you have received Christ, he, there's a deposit of the Spirit of God in you. And those are the, that Spirit is the one that stirs these gifts that we're talking about. I want to just differentiate them so that you're clear. So the gift of knowledge, wisdom, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, tongues, and interpretation are inspired by the Holy Spirit. So as long as you've been baptized by the Holy Spirit, those gifts can be stirred. Yes, I can read for us 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 4, to, 4 to 11. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Mm. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, yes. and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by the one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. It's the Spirit of God, and I, I really, I liked, I underlined the word service. They have been talking about volunteering. It's not just, um, it's not just variety of gifts, but also service. The Holy Spirit stars even us to serve. Hallelujah. Amen. So as long as you've been baptized by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can get, you can operate in these gifts. It can, it can allow you to have wisdom. And this Things we apply them everywhere. Myself and Kak talk about how we apply wisdom and knowledge in the boardrooms. We excel there because we are carrying the Spirit of God, and we manifest these uh, these um, these gifts even in our workplaces. It's not just for these four walls; it's beyond these four walls. So all these gifts, gifts of faith, healing, miracle, prophecy, you can you can speak to dead things and they will arise. I remember my first job, I, I'm one of those who got like a, a managerial role when I was still at varsity. I was just called in, and this is the grace of God. And I was asked to, this gentleman was going to the U.S. and he needed his, his replacement. So I was given this job to manage a whole IT department of a small bank. My God, I said, God, you've brought me here to embarrass me. They gave me the program that was running that bank to actually be able to use it. I can tell you I used to pray, prophesy to that computer to work <laughs> because I didn't know what to do. 
I said this thing, the thing would fail, the banking system would go down, and I would be like, because this gentleman didn't give me anything. I mean, he just, even when we went to the general manager then, uh, the, the, the managing director, all the guy was saying, it was an Indian guy, he was not even saved, actually. So all he was saying is that, I see a great future in you. I mean, he was prophesying in my life, I see a great future in you. If you can only work hard and so on and so forth and so forth. And then he said, told the guy, you go and show him. If he can take the job, let him take. That was my interview. My first interview. And it was manager information systems. That was my first job. I'd not even handed in my dissertation. The reason why I'm telling you that in that job, when things got tough and I could not do it, I could prophesy to that computer program. I said, you must work in the name of the Lord. And I'm literally, I'm telling you, I did that literally. Because I didn't know what to do. And somehow I would see the code, a certain part of the code. The Lord would lead me to some code. Type it, the thing is running. Voila. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. That, is, that is how I'm showing you how to exercise these giftings in your different environments. When you go out to build, maybe you've made quotations that you could not recover. I mean, I've seen that. The Lord leading me to import stuff to save costs in importation. So the Lord will lead you. Or these gifts will operate in every, every aspect of your life. It's not limited to just... I talked about prophecy. I could prophesy to the computer to work because the Lord created those computers. Everything on earth the Lord has created. So you can speak to them. Hallelujah. There are times when I've run out of uh, uh, like gas and I'm on the highway and it is empty. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm going to prophesy. That I can't get stuck in this, uh, in this place. Okay? I, need to, I need to get out of the highway. I prophesy to, the, to that fuel gauge to go up. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not joking. And it would respond to the word of God. You have to believe, you have to have faith to be able to do these things. I'm, to, I'm talking about practical stuff. I don't want you to say, no, these are fuzzy stuff. This is practical stuff. There was a time when Esther went to uh, uh, Poshinstro to pick our daughter and she was like, this fuel is not going to get me there, but the Lord has to multiply this fuel. She drove and came back because she had faith to do that. Hallelujah. Are you excited? Yeah. We have different gifts according to God's grace. Let's just read Romans 12, um, 6 to 8. I can read it. Having the gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exalts like Antishamein in his or her exaltation, the one who contributes in generosity, and the one who leads with zeal, and the one who does act for mercy with cheerfulness. Hallelujah. So we all have gifts, and you need to bring those gifts. You need to exercise those gifts. It's not just for you to keep. 
So we have different gifts. Hallelujah. They are, they are very specific offices, and we've seen that. I wanted to touch on this. You know, I didn't pronounce myself as a prophet when I, when I, when I prophesied to that, that computer program. I didn't. I didn't say that now I'm, I'm a prophet. I was just exercising the gift of the Spirit or the gift of prophecy. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't go around saying, no, I'm now a prophet. No, my brother jokes with me, senior prophet. I'm not, I'm not that or at that point. Because the Bible says that it's God who calls people to those different offices. And we're beginning to see those offices actually operate in the house. Hallelujah. They are very specific offices. So it says he gave, uh, as I can read Ephesians 4, uh, 11 to 14. These are, the, these are the, the, the specific offices that Christ established to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Four, four, four from 11 to 14. And he gave the apostles, the yes. prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until all attain to the, to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness, and by indeceitful schemes. Amen. And so the Lord has appointed our shepherds, call them, uh, I mean, pastors. It's the same word, I think, that is used there. Shepherds. To equip, to e it's called them as pastors to equip us so that we are not tossed around like babies. How many of you feel that there's a mature word that is coming from our pastor? Amen. I'm so, so, so thrilled by that. The Lord is equipping. We will not be deceived and tossed around because we have a pastor that is established in the house. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And he's bringing the pure word of God, the truth in sincerity. We are so privileged to have those people operating in those offices. My brother, I call him Apostle uh, 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 Kirk. He brings things into order. The Lord has called him and established him in that office. He brings structure to what we do. So those offices are operating in the house. But the gift is for everyone. As long as you have the spirit of the Lord in you, you can exercise those gifts. And by the way, for both the examples that I've given you, they can exercise all those other gifts. Kirk is a worshiper, but he's able to establish things. He's able to prophesy. Hallelujah. He's able to operate and exercise those gifts, but his office is very specific. Amen. I wanted you to just get the difference. So don't pronounce yourself as an apostle and you're just exercising the gifts. These offices are specifically a calling and established by the Lord. 
Is that clear? I didn't, I didn't want you to miss that. You know, we have people who are, fly, they call them fly by night. You wake up, I prophesy to a computer, it works, I declare myself a prophet. <laughs> and then I start asking for people to pay me. No, that's not, that's not how it operates. Yeah? So just, just make sure that you understand those two. For the other gifts that are part of life, there's an administration, I'm bringing it to a close, there's an administration that requires you to earnest those gifts. So don't pick like two hundreds of it. Just pick one thing that you're passionate about, that you're good at, that you love doing, and focus on that. And there's a scripture that I like in Galatians 6, um, verse 4 to 5. I'll read from the message translation. Esther can read for me. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given and sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. Amen. Amen. So there's, there's an administration of that gift that you need to exercise. So don't compare yourself and say, no, uh, this person is good in finances. That's irrelevant. Just take one thing and harness it. Make a careful exploration. And I want to encourage you to do that. Start to search your heart. Especially the young, I'm looking at the young people. I don't know why. But make a careful exploration of yourself. Of who you are and the work that you've been given. That work that, that you've been given. And then sink yourself into that. Harness it. Sharpen it. So that when you stand out as a banker, there's nobody who can stand, stand you but just applaud you for what you do. Hallelujah. You'll, you'll win awards. I mean, my brother won a big award this, this, um, this last week. It's because he has explored what the Lord has given. As an investment banker, he has explored it. He has made a careful exploration. He's excelling because he is focusing on, there's a laser focus on that that the Lord has given to him. Amen. Amen. So the one million question I have for another I close, and I want to pray, take some time to just minister to a few people. The Lord wants to release gifts in the house. I don't have any doubt in my mind. I know he wants to release these gifts, and there are very specific things he wants to do. The question to you is that, are you willing to say, here I am, send me? Are you willing to go wherever he sends you? God is waiting for your response today. Respond to his call. You'll be glad that you did. So I want you to just close your eyes. And ask yourself this question. Am I willing to say, here I am, send me, like Isaiah? Are you willing to go with him wherever he sends you? He sent us to Nigeria. He sent us here. Are you willing? But the Bible says those who are willing and obedient will eat the fruit of the land. If you are willing to answer God's call, you'll eat the fruit of the land. All that is required for you is to be obedient. 
So I want you to just start to pray for yourself. If you can, just let's stand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Ask the Lord to stir those gifts within you. Come on, start to pray. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your word this morning.